Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Batman. Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe, tell a friend. Most fluent intro we've had in a long time. Oh, I know, that was good. Um, I'm also kind of sinusy. Okay. I don't know if, is it is it noticeable? Very slightly noticeable. It's remnants of something. the fact that I was super hungover yesterday, uh, and I vomited, and I didn't plug my nose like I should have, and uh, it all went through my sinuses, so I've been... Like, it mm. kind of fucked up my, my nose a little bit. Yep. Still covering from that. It's a bad day. Okay. It was the, uh, it was the, it was the, the getting wasted after my last class of the semester before finals week. And I put it on a day, and I'm not, I wasn't going to do it like <laughs> Sunday, where I have an 8 a.m. final on Monday. Yeah. God, no. <laughs> I did it where I had nothing the next day, and then nearly nothing the next day, like today, so. Okay. All right. Um, well planned, well planned. Check out our Instagram. We post pictures there. When we remember to. Oh, I do have a great picture. I'll talk about it more than what we've been up to. Okay. But, uh, yeah. No, Matt, what you been up to? Uh, not a whole lot, honestly. I've, for whatever reason, just not been doing many things. You're making that is a face. so out of character. I know. Um, I did finish season one of Homecoming on Amazon. And? Um, it's good. It's not brilliant, I'd say. It's not like a game-changing thing where i can't wait for the second season but i enjoyed it and i uh-huh. look forward to the second season um the ending is probably not as interesting like as a story it's it, it feels like it's all building up to some big revelations and plot twists and those kind of fall flat but mm-hmm. it goes in a direction where it's more interested in the emotional stakes kind of like an unintentional the the best part of it was the unintentional side effect of it almost yeah okay yeah um and so like it's 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 good julia roberts x the heck out of the the last chunks or so um and yeah it's it's good there's a lot left up in the air for what can happen in the future seasons but at the same time it's a little satisfying one season arc so cool i recommend awesome um I've also been reading a little bit of Hellboy short stories. I got the short stories volume one. Uh, and you finished the main story? No. The short stories are like little side stories that are don't have much bearing on the main plot. Occasionally they're referenced. Didn't you finish? The, uh, I finished the first two volumes. Of the oh, there's still one. Okay, I see. Yeah. yeah. And I have volume three on my shelf, and I'm going to get four soon. Okay. Um, but yeah, so these are mostly like just little independent stories from before the main story arc because mm-hmm. um, the basic cowboy mythos is he was born slash brought to earth uh during world war ii by a secret nazi experiment very like almost exactly the origin from the movie the first movie is very accurate mm-hmm. um and then spends 50 some years just working for the brpd the bureau of paranormal research and development which is they go around and they hunt monsters and ghosts and spooky things. Hmm, nice. um, and so he just, he works for them for 50 years. And then the main story kicks off in the nineties mm-hmm. when the comic actually started getting written. Mm-hmm. And so the short stories volumes tell just little one-off incidents from his time as an agent before the main story kicked off. Okay. So it starts with a couple when he was a kid. The first one is two pages and it's called pancakes and it's very delightful. And I'll leave it at that. All right um yeah so i'm enjoying that Looking cool. forward to reading more hellboy that's all i've been up to i i finished up uh a volume of okay oh good lord all right i finished wonder woman mm-hmm. which is phenomenal uh 
It's one of the few because I have the first three issue or three volumes of almost every New Fifty Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, some I have the to the to the end of them because they go to like vault four volumes or something. Right. Some of them I don't have all of them yet. Uh, but this one I think it's the first one that I've only had the first three issues that I really wish I had the next like the next ones because mm-hmm. uh, it is far up in the air right now how things are gonna go. Okay. Um, basically. Hera is no longer is now immortal mm-hmm. because uh, Apollo pretty much uh, Apollo became Zeus essentially like Apollo became the Lord of the gods mm-hmm. basically the god of the gods um, and banished Hera so now Wonder Woman's got to deal with a very angsty bitch of a woman mm-hmm. uh, and uh she marries hades but then like tricks him into bailing out and then like it's a whole bunch of just things are going crazy and it's there's like it seems like it's insanely disjointed but it's actually really well crafted to where you can follow how everything's happening okay um it's all it's she's going back and forth between a bunch of different conflicts Mm -hmm. but it all feels natural okay um and do you find out that people are traitors and stuff like that? And it's all, it's a really well done story. The mm-hmm. art's also great. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished up the teen Titans thing where, uh, Starfire is fighting, uh, Blackfire, her sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, great story arc. A lot of fun. Then, uh, the end of that volume contains the runaways story, the introduction to the runaways, which I thought that was a Marvel thing. Mm. They have a Runaways thing mm-hmm. as an official superhero group, mm-hmm. but this, I believe, is just kind of a recurring element of their kids who run away from their family, and it's a thing that Teen Titans... It's it's actually really good mm-hmm. uh, because it kind of... It, I think it also is amplified in my mind in lieu of the... Not in lieu, uh, in the wake of this... Um, what's his name? I hate him, and I, I think my brain has repressed his bra- repressed his name. Bill Mayer. Ah. Uh, in in wake of that, it's it explores like different reasons kids run away from home. So like mm-hmm. some are abused, some made mistakes that parents look down on them and 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 exile them. Mm-hmm. Like a bunch of really different emotional things, and it doesn't and none of them are like the same situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are welcomed back with open arms. Mm-hmm. Some of them are like, no, fuck you. You made that mistake. You're out. Okay. Um, it's a phenomenal and like a, a, a different pathways. Uh, some of them get end up in human trafficking mm-hmm. that the teen Titans find. Uh, some of them find themselves in better situations. Okay. Uh, it's, it's really kind of emotional. Um, mm-hmm. especially, like it. uh, it's also interesting to see the, uh, dynamic between people like garlo or uh, gar logan uh dick grayson who both come from very rich families mm-hmm. to try to understand what these children who don't are going through mm-hmm. um but yeah no it, there's a lot of kind of like psychological emotion stuff to it that, uh it's really interesting uh and then i began reading uh the uh, the batwoman mm-hmm. which holy fuck how did I not love this as much as I did the first time I read it? Hmm. So there's one person doing art. Mm-hmm. I oh, I should have 
I should have done it. It's in my car right now because I brought it with me to study uh-huh. uh, so I could take study breaks, and it's in my backpack. Mm-hmm. There's one person that does art. There are three fully distinct art styles depending on the person. Weird. On the person. So there's uh, Batwoman. Uh-huh. There's the DOA or, uh, yeah, Department of uh, – or DEO. Yeah, DEO, Department of Extra uh, – Department of Extra Normal – I can't fucking remember. Can't remember. But basically, it's people that are like really trying to unmask Batman. Basically, it's this one okay. guy who's trying to unmask Batman. There's this Batwoman who they're like, obviously she's connected. Batwoman, Batman. Try to figure out who this me. is. Um, they do end up succeeding. It's a pretty early on thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is an art style for Batwoman. Mm-hmm. There's an art style for them, which mm-hmm. is much more minimalist, almost in in the kind of the vein of. Uh, uh, Killer be killed. Okay. Kind of like mm-hmm. there's missing edges and it's all really yeah. artsy. And then there is the art style of there's this other unknown villain that I haven't gotten to. I don't remember the story at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an underwater enemy, basically. She's okay. a, kind of a water spirit. Uh, from what we know, it's a woman who drowned herself because her kids were killed. Okay. Uh, and she's just like, ah! And there's it's an entirely different art style of like uh, fluent, almost watercolory art style. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this is amazing that, like, there are different art styles. So uh, in the back, uh, some volumes will show you the script mm-hmm. of that, of what, the, of, like, what's in the certain pages. Right. And this one literally says Batwoman art style. And then the next one was, uh, I can't remember what, but the other art style, one of the other mm-hmm. art styles. And it's like, wow, they actually are directing that they want different art styles for these different characters. Yeah. I love that. It goes down to the panel to the character there's there's wow. one panel that i saw where you had batwoman and you had the woman who works for the deo and they are in different art styles that is detail it's so good and i fucking love it and like to the point where i was reading it a little bit and i started catching that and i was taking a study break and my other study partners were there and i was like guys I know you don't care, but look at this. This is just amazing. This is the detail and the craft work that I love about comics, that Mm -hmm. it's less about the wham-bam and the tights, which I've been saying so much in the past two weeks. Thanks, Bill Mayer. Uh, (laughs) It's more about the craft work and the uh, the craftsmanship and the art that goes into these things. Yeah. It's just wonderful. And the story is great, too. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, Always good. It's uh, it's Batwoman, who's a lesbian, written by a man. So you do get moments where it's just like – if a woman had written this, that would not have been necessary. Don't need okay. the boobs. Uh, like, you don't. Boobs, 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 boobs. <laughs> there, there's some panels where it's just like that feels unnecessary and kind of unnatural for what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a scene where, oh, and just placement of certain panels. So, like, Kate is having sex with somebody at one point. Mm-hmm. Batwoman is having sex. While her sidekick, who Kate has been trying to tell to stop being the sidekick, tr- like is trying to prove herself, goes out and gets killed. And while you're watching her get killed, there are just little black and white, very kind of like, uh, just, um, you almost can't, like, it's not very well defined, like fuzzy pictures mm-hmm. of Kate having sex. Okay. So it's kind of, the, it's putting you in this like thing is like, there's this big thing happening to her friend. While she's doing this other thing, has no idea. Mm-hmm. So it kind of it, it's putting you. It's kind of preparing you for what Kate Kane is going to go through when she finds out that Betty is dead. Okay. 
it's it's so good. It's so well crafted. Uh, biggest disappointment about the Batwoman franchise is that they ended up nixing the game Marriage. Mm-hmm. Damn it. <laughs> um, but no, I'm really excited to see. And they the first volume is all from the perspective of Batman, which is a great narrative way to do it Mm -hmm. because it's Batman doing what he does where he's just making note of everything about Batwoman. So you get all the exposition about her in a natural way okay? because it's Batman like tracking her for like a month of just trying to figure out who it is. And he's like, uh, I'm 99% sure that Batwoman is Kate Kane. Okay. Um, and I feel like with doing that, the readers who, if you're reading Batwoman, you know, Batman, Mm-hmm. you have enough faith in Batman's detective ability that whatever he says you take as fact, Yeah, which it is fact. Mm-hmm. So it does give you that. He's not just saying things that might or might or might not be right. Right. Uh, and it's a great way to introduce the character and it's say like, she's, lo- she's got military background. And you're like, cool. Note it. She's got military background. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does this, she blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. Like, uh, this armor, uh, possible black ops connections, mm-hmm. possible black ops connections. Like, it's just stuff that – it's a great way. It's a great story. If you're going to read something that's not just straightforward Batman, Superman, like the big ones, mm-hmm. go Batwoman, New 52. Okay. It is highly underrated. All right. Whew. Whew. Titans update? Titans update. Guys, this last episode was amazing. Oh, my God. If anything, if you're going to watch any episode of Titans, if you don't even care about the show – Watch this episode because like up until now, my favorite episode was the second episode that had Hawk and Dove. And mm-hmm. it was pretty much because of Hawk and Dove. Mm-hmm. This episode was entirely Hawk and Dove. None of them, none of the other Titans were in there. Mm-hmm. So you just had two people that were very good actors, had mm-hmm. very good chemistry. Mm-hmm. And the writing was just, I almost cried three times. Wow. Um, Are it, you sure you didn't accidentally substitute in an episode of Daredevil? <laughs> It gives you the backstory of Hawk and Dove, but in an interesting way. It's like so. Hawk, so Dove is unconscious after the events of the second episode mm-hmm. uh, in the hospital in a coma. Um, Hawk Hank is like drinking himself and medicating himself into a stupor, mm-hmm. uh, and it all goes into like just dream sequences, almost of like their past and. When you meet Hawk, you're just like, oh, this guy's a giant asshole who has, like, a soft spot for kids. Mm-hmm. You learn why in such in such an implicit way. They don't explicitly say what happens. Do you Ooh. mind if I say what happens? I'm not that invested. He was sexually abused when he was a kid. Or he was sexually uh, – he was molested when he was a kid. Okay. And your first introduction to that is it's just – he's playing football when he was a kid. And his little brother, Don, mm-hmm. is, like, cheering him on in the stands. And there's just, like, this look. This coach, like, looks up. And then it cuts to the locker rooms where everyone's leaving. Hawk's, like, walking out. And then he sees the coach with Don mm-hmm. sitting there. And he's like, I'll take him home. I'm going to show him the locker room or the, the weight room, blah, blah, blah. And Hawk's like, Don, go home. And he's like, this little kid, Hank. Mm-hmm. He's like, Don, go home. And he's like, no, I want to go see the weight room. He's like, go home. And then, like, he's kind of like – uh. The coach and Don are fighting him on this. Hank knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. And to the point where he goes like, you will never be able to be, you will never be able to play football. You'll never be as good as me. You're a weakling, blah, blah, blah. Just go home. Makes the kid cry so that he runs away mm-hmm. to save him. And then 
so and it, a part of this was like oh so go i'll go see the weight room mm-hmm. so you see them walk into a weight room and that's it Ooh. and then later like way later when first of all don then dies when they're adults like they do mm. like a little like they're the initial dot hawk and dove because they were it was initially brothers uh-huh. and they fight and they fight this like one pedophile that it's just mm-hmm. you uh only you now know why they're fighting pedophiles explicitly mm-hmm. uh and then they run into don the new the female dove and then don gets hit by a truck and dies oh. and so does female don's mom in the sa- at the same thing mm-hmm. uh so they develop this connection through tragedy which both of them are great actors at just knowing their their motivations for how they're approaching their healing process mm-hmm. and just like the fact that they connect over this and like hank is resistant to everything but then lets dawn in and then they develop this connection mm-hmm. uh and then when like the closest to explicitly saying that he was molested is when dawn forces hank to just be like or not forces but like you can tell me what's going on and he goes there was this coach and then that's it and or there was this coach who would uh tell me how good i did in that Mm -hmm. game and like they never explicitly say that but like if you're paying attention you're like holy shit yeah and it's just it's such a well-crafted show or well-crafted not show well-crafted episode and i don't know why it's it's not even just the actors like the writing was so much better than all the other episodes I don't know if it's that like the character the the writers know how to write tragic characters like this better than the other ones where it's more based in grounded stuff. Yeah. Like Batman Robin his stuff is with Batman. Mm-hmm. And that's his stuff is like kind of okay. It's not great. Uh Ravens is all confusion and she has paranormal like stuff. Right. This was he was molested. He has this hatred towards pedophiles and he's gone through so much and she's gone through so much and they just don't have powers they just know how to fight and they have their connection together mm-hmm. it's just so good guys like i have never wanted the next episode of titans except for this episode that i'm excited for the next okay, episode of endorsement over here yeah <laughs> if anything go watch that episode okay that was what like a five minute just oh yeah it was so good mm-hmm. it was so good Anyway. Anyway. So things, a lot of things have happened. Oh, I was, I was gonna say, oh. you've been rewatching Game of Thrones, and you texted me Vargas is a Merling. So what tipped you off? So okay, this isn't even a spoiler. So uh, there's a there's a big theory among people who watch Game of Thrones that Varys, what'd you call him? Var Varys. Varys. Everyone know. in the show calls him Varys. It, for, you re- you read the books first. Yeah, so I have uh, bad pronunciations. People, people are claiming that Varys <coughs> is a is a mer person or a merling, and I was always like, that's kind of stupid. That's that mm-hmm. doesn't have any like impact on the story. But there was one line they were talking that uh, Shay is like, or uh, Tyrion says, "You should try Shay's fish pie," mm-hmm. and Shay goes, "I don't think he likes fish," mm-hmm. and. And he's like, what makes you say that? And she's like, just a feeling or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that was interesting. Yep. And then I explained the I explained that theory to Tyrion and Emily who were there. And then about two minutes later in the thing, uh, Tyrion stops Varys, like, 
it, uh, yep. on the side and goes, if you ever threaten me again, I will have you tossed in the sea. And Varys goes, I think you'll be disappointed by the results. And the three of us just started screaming. And I, I texted all caps to Andrew and Matt. Varys is a murder person. Holy shit. And I am so invested in this theory now. <laughs> Told you. It is a great theory. Yeah. And apparently that kind of, those like little lines happen throughout the entire show. So I'm going to be watching with a very directed eye at that. There's, there's a couple more. I am so There's excited. also the fact that he just like suddenly appears on opposite sides of the ocean in like season six at the no, end he's on a boat oh yeah because he's like he's with danny and Tyrion, and then all of a sudden he appears with the tyrells and is like yo we come into westeros and then he just appears back on the boat with danny and so either he can teleport or he can swim really fast because he's That's got a, a giant fish that tail. is very interesting yeah all right so so all news right. yep trailers I don't oh, even shit. want to what make were we a supposed joke. To get a gun- what? What? What were you gonna say? I, I was gonna say I don't even want to make a joke Why? about because I feel like that's a tired joke. What Did joke? you have a funny joke? No. Okay. What? You are a funny joke. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. I'm so confused. Say your thing. Say your thing. What? Say your thing. There's been a lot of trailers. Okay. What? I was going to say, well, usually we do a joke and we are like, oh, yeah, there was this other, like, little-known trailer for this indie movie that looked kind of interesting. Oh. I don't even want to do that today. No. I think we've done that, like, four times. It's yeah. totally dead. It was dead the first time we yep. did it. Um, yeah. There was also – wasn't there supposed to be a Godzilla trailer? Oh, yeah. That's supposed to – That's supposed to be today, but I haven't seen it. Let's see if it's up. And I'm going to go check. I mean, I didn't see it on the news earlier, but – Dun, 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 dun. Have to edit this out. I don't. Uh, Godzilla. Yeah, no, I'm not seeing anything. There's a Godzilla 2 trailer number two international new 2019 a week ago at comicbook.com. That doesn't sound like anything. I mean, it's comicbook.com. It's not a super unreliable source. I'm just going to kind of. Yeah, it's just a, it's yeah. I think it's just international. Yeah, no, I don't think that's out yet. Okay. Well, we're going to get that one. We are going to get that one. We uh, did get. We did get. Uh let's just start kind of lower. Okay. Uh second trailer for Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Disappointing trailer. Mhm. I Nothing super I have a theory uh that I'm kind of stealing from other people that there is more going on in this movie than this trailer is leading us to believe oh well that's something uh-huh godzilla king of monsters teaser reveals new footage of Ghidorah. oh uh, we should take a little okay, look at okay. That. we'll I take just... a we'll take a quick peek at yes. this <laughs> all right okay so not not overly much but definitely something new mm-hmm. uh they are large uh, are you surprised I'm not a huge knowledge person of game. Like, I wasn't going to say, I'm not going to say I'm not a huge fan of Godzilla stuff. I do mm-hmm. kind of enjoy just, like, the fact that there's giant monsters that, like, that fight and destroy things. And mm-hmm. these are things that, like, the, I've actually kind of stolen a little bit from the um, Ghidorah stuff where, like, mm-hmm. wings as big as mountains or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I think I think it's fascinating, and I'm kind of, I'm excited to see all that stuff. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed that they just went full-blown everyone's in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, is King Kong in this movie? 
No, not yet. Okay. That one comes out in a couple Yeah, he years. and it's him versus Godzilla, right? Right. Yeah. So presumably Godzilla's going to survive this one. Spoilers. Presumably. What if it's Godzilla's little brother? Zeus-Zilla. I was going to do, like, Jesus-Zilla and then the <laughs> other brother, Holy Ghost-Zilla. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Ghost? Yep. We're Lutherans. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I know. Anyway, okay, so Captain Marvel, anyway, you uh, think that they're not telling us something? I think that they're not telling us. I think there's going to be a big reveal, like, halfway through the movie that someone is a scroll. Some, some There's some people that are thinking that Captain Marvel herself is going to end up being a scroll in this. Okay. And doesn't know it, because that's a plot point that's been used to great effect in the comics before. Yeah. Skull agent, or scroll agent that's so undercover that they forget they're a scroll. Yeah. And just think they're the actual character. Mm-hmm. So I think this looks really bland because there's going to be some massive twisty reveal like that at some point. I sure hope so. Um... I think that all of Marvel, for me at least, alone, probably alone, uh, I think Marvel is suffering from the fact that these are post the giant climax. Mm-hmm. Both this and Endgame. Mm-hmm. I'm just really not that interested in seeing them. Okay. Like, I think it's awesome that you got Captain uh, Carol Danvers, mm-hmm. uh, awesome female lead mm-hmm. who's badass and like stuff like that get more of those but like why did it have to be this long before we got one why is it 10 years before we got a good female lead in a uh, marvel movie because um you have no good reason i i actually have a somewhat plausible one she's the highest profile or one of the highest profile female marvel comics characters and she's also very cosmic and out there yeah and this is a universe that did start from ground up although thor is a good counter example yeah. for that um so yeah, i don't know but like that that's not kind of my point my point is that like it's just it looks very bland and in in the wake of the explosive movie of infinity war mm-hmm. i it's so hard to outdo itself right um but yeah, no, we got really nothing new from this. Just the fact that there's like an explicit explanation for mm-hmm. scrolls. Yep. So, and they they definitely threw in the had they had to throw in the old woman thing because there was definitely backlash about her punching an old woman. There was. Yeah, there was people like, ah, oh, Captain Marvel punches an old woman, and then there are like the people who know it's like it's a scroll, you idiot. But like. They'd probably had to like put this in there explicitly, being like, "Yeah, she's a scroll." I didn't see any backlash. Oh, I did. I, I mean, I saw like sarcastic backlash. Oh, I saw some but... backlash. Okay. Uh but otherwise, I mean, I feel like there's too many people being way too excited about a younger Nick Fury. Like you get like a. He looks we're the getting same. a Pulp Fiction age, Samuel Jackson. He looks the same. He does. Uh, He's an ageless man. I'm a little. I'm. I'm I'm still pretty confused, almost a little more confused about what her backstory actually is. Did she grow up on Earth and then get turned into a Kree, or was she a Kree and then she now has fake memories of being on Earth, or... I don't think anyone has any idea, including the people who write the comics or the movie. (laughs) 
Maybe it's, that's what they're doing. Maybe since because like for people who don't know, Captain Marvel has been like super incontinuous in yeah. her origin because She's a mess. The only reason that those things exist is because they need to keep writing things to keep the rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they just keep making up new shit, and I think maybe they're, they're gonna do something like that in the movie <laughs> where she just has like. Maybe she is a scroll. Maybe that's the thing. Their explanation is that she's a scroll and was given like four different pasts, and mm-hmm. all of them line up to one of those comic books. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we don't know. Um, yeah, I just think that there's going to be a lot more going on under the surface than we're going to. We see didn't see Jude Law in this trailer, did we? Yeah, we did. We did. Yep. Where was he? Uh, he was repeating some ominously villainous lines that would be very suggestive if we didn't already know that he's, he's playing a villain. Oh, he is. Play- Wait, what? He's playing Yonrog, who is a eventual villain. I thought he was Marvel. Nope. Eh. Unless care. unless the the toy packaging is inaccurate. Oh. Dropped. But, Damn um, it! Toys ruin everything. Yep. Uh. So that's all I have for that one. Yep. Looks fine. They redid the her to hero thing, which mm-hmm. was super chilling the first time they did it, but you know now it's just it's <laughs> diminishing return. Yeah. Very heavy diminishing return. It's binary. <laughs> one or zero. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm excited for the movie, but not because of the trailer. Yeah. Uh Endgame. I wish they hadn't followed their same uh so <sighs> this is the third time Tony's given up and has sent a message to Pepper saying, I'm sorry, I love you, I'm gonna die. Mm-hmm. Use that before. Um there's no indicator to the plot, which is kind of disappointing. They did the Scarecrow, yes, which I do appreciate. Yes, Ronin's in there, which I super appreciate. Yep, uh, I love that Jeremy Renner in half a second, or in like not half a second, two seconds of screen time and no dialogue can explain exactly what happened to him post snap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's some acting right there. <laughs> um, uh, I, it just seems like it's gonna be. I don't feel like there's going to be enough plot in this movie to actually be fascinating. Well, I think that everything we saw, with the exception of this is going to work, Cap. I know it does, because if it doesn't, I don't know what I'm going to do. That's him getting Bucky back. Yeah. That's him trading for Bucky. Yeah. Literally everything else we saw is in the first ten minutes. Guarantee it. Yeah. It's going to open with Iron Man, um, and then cut to Earth and Captain America and Black Widow being sad about things. Yeah. Um... I don't like the Ant-Man thing at the end. Yeah. First of all, okay, so two for two reasons. You don't always need comic relief. Sometimes yeah. you just want to let your audience simmer in sadness. Like yeah. that, as much as some people are like, oh, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to feel sad about this movie. It's like, yeah, it's kind of the point. Yeah. We just, the, the whole world just lost half of their world. Yeah. Or the this universe is... <laughs> lost half of the, this is, this is almost like the, the gritty reboot within universe. Yeah of the mcu like you, they left you the way that they should have left you at the end of infinity war where you're just like staring at the screen with your jaw on the floor yeah like going holy fuck kind of keep that tone until you see the movie yeah like and the fact that it was because you know the formula is epic 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 title joke at the end yep this was not a joke this was a full scene it yeah. was just like shut up <laughs> maybe maybe that's the funniest moment in the entire movie and they just felt like they had to do something because they handed it off to a trailer company that didn't know better yeah i don't know Um, i'm really not that super excited for this just because like 
some of our most interesting theories have just been crushed. Mm-hmm. And I sure, feel sure like he's dead, by the way. Huh? Sure, he's dead, by the way. That was actually in the trailer when they're showing like the holograms of the faces of people who died. She's in there. What the fuck? Yep. What? Yep. No, you see her alive. Nope. I'm gonna go back and watch Infinity War. I'm pretty sure she's still alive. Okoye is. I know she is. Yep. Yeah, no, so I don't know. I I am pretty pessimistic about this just because I think it's gonna be really hard to follow up Infinity War. Yeah. Um they have to make a full movie that both recovers from Infinity War and also sets up for a new universe that is fascinating enough to get everyone's attention. Which I, I mean, to be fair, that's not that hard to get the ca- class the casual moviegoers. Yeah. Like it's just Trying so hard not to make this sexual. I had my climax. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not really in the mood for anything. For the next fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. <laughs> just to make it explicitly sexual. Okay. Like I mean, it's a good metaphor. Yeah. Like I don't. I give me some low thing, like some some small some things that are good. Ant Man and the Wasps. Like yeah, give me yeah. some like really low. Low low stakes, but well-crafted movies that I can watch for a while. Mm-hmm. Don't just give me, like, epic, 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 and I'm just like, ah. It's almost like a seizure at this point of mm-hmm. just movies. Well, I think part of the problem is the paradigm has shifted within the universe mm-hmm. at the end of Infinity War such that any movie that they actually set in the universe after Infinity War is going to be so vastly different that I think they feel like they need to um, address that immediately and figure out what's actually going on. Well, like, so maybe kind of the way I would have done this is, like, you do Infinity War, mm-hmm. and, like, that's the end of that fight for now. Like, you, like instead of following it up immediately with them winning, mm-hmm. how about you just do another, like, four years of movies where – you have these villains that are still alive, and in the wake of this just, like, destruction, it's almost post-apocalyptic, mm-hmm. there are people just starting to kind of, like, be small villains, and then Captain America has to stop bank robberies, mm-hmm. and, like, there's a small gang that's growing, and he's got to stop that. Like, mm-hmm. like actual real-world reactions to what happened as opposed to they never see the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, they fight Thanos, they lost they're going to stay up in space trying to fight Thanos again. Like, show us what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Spend some time showing us the ramifications of this on the ground. Spend some time, like, letting your characters mourn. And then maybe slowly, like, there's a science thing at some point at the end of, like, the fourth movie movie after that, like, makes Captain America go, like, holy shit. I have an idea. Mm-hmm. But, like, the plan to win take several movies to develop mm-hmm. where like each character has their part to play that they need to heal in a certain way or advance a certain skill to mm-hmm. be able to win ultimately mm-hmm. make it a long make it a long end game mm-hmm. don't make it a like oh he snapped and now we just gotta like immediately retaliate mm-hmm. spend some time time is good it's like in jazz improv silences music mm-hmm you don't have to fill the entire thing with constant playing. Take some time, appreciate the lower quiet notes, mm-hmm. and then have a big old climax again. Yeah. Listen to a Miles Davis solo. Yeah. 
There we go. That's yeah, what I had to say. That's a, that was a, that was a pretty good rant. Yeah. I appreciate what I was saying. Um, I'm still excited for this movie because even if it doesn't play out into our theory, which I still think was probably the best way to handle all this, yep. um, I know that there's a lot of really smart, really creative people that will figure out an interesting solution to this problem. Mm-hmm. And I just, I trust them enough. They've earned enough of my goodwill. Yeah. And that's why I'm not like <coughs> giving up completely. Uh, this is my approach with this is I'm going to go watch the movie because I trust them. However, there is very few ways that they can handle this that will not make me lose my trust immediately. Yeah. Uh, I, it's very easy, I think, for this to end up being unsatisfying. Yeah. But, I mean, this trailer, it showed us nothing. It basically is just kind of setting the tone. Mm-hmm. And I like the tone setting that they did. Yeah. With the exception of the Ant-Man, which you pointed out. It's also, how is he so like energetic about this? He just lost everyone important to him at once. Some of the people important to him. We don't know if his daughter's alive or not. Oh, that's a good point. Could be the the slight. Oh, I hope so. Joy. She was the brightest spot of that movie. She was fantastic. Yeah. Um. No, but like the the tone is is very bleak, and it's like in a way that an MCU movie hasn't been before. Mm-hmm. And so I am just interested to see these people play in that new playground. Yeah. Although playground might be the wrong word. It might be more like fight. Death ground. Death ground. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. So. One more trailer. Okay. Kim Possible. Oh, I didn't even see it. Oh, it's so fucking bad. <laughs> I feel like I remember. I could be incorrect on this because I did make a joke on someone's post with this knowledge. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was originally supposed to be theatrical release. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have this – you watch the trailer, and it's a Disney Channel original movie. Mm-hmm. So, what my thought process was, Disney executives go, theatrical release, Kim Possible movie. Sees trailer. Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's real bad. Oh, boy. It's so bad. They it's, tried to make it, like, really epic, but, like, with ju- – it's just – it's a Disney Channel original movie. That's all you need to say, it does. Di- it's a Disney ch- – it's a post-2003 Disney Channel mm-hmm. original movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of them shit. Yeah. That's bad. Disappointing. Yeah. No, it's not. Were you a Disney – were you a Kim Possible fan? I mean, I didn't have a TV, but I'd actually seen a couple episodes and was oh. at least marginally invested in the property. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you got there – yeah, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. Disney's pretty much – winning mostly so they got to have a few flops yeah next year alone they have avengers endgame frozen 2 star wars episode 9 the lion king captain marvel captain marvel (laughs) spider-man far from home yeah they got a lot going on next year yeah we're supposed to get a trailer for that soon apparently too oh man because they need to wait till endgame is done yeah it's gonna spoil unless they just straight up just like go like that would be great. The problem is Sony gets to market it. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That would be fantastic, though, if, like, you're watching the trailer and you're like, oh, hey, this means that, like, Spider-Man's going to come back in Endgame. Mm-hmm. And you just see the whole trailer is just the fact that he's dead. And you're yeah. like, ah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> or it's like it jumps in on Spider-Man and he's doing an action sequence and at the end he takes off its mask his and it's, mask Miles, and it's Morales. Miles Morales and you're just like ah, wait what huh? yes yes <laughs> that no would way be that's amazing. gonna happen but yeah. yeah well we don't know yeah we're also apparently supposed to get a our apparently? first apparently 
apparently. Asparagusly. <laughs> supposed to get our first teaser for episode nine this month. Really? Yeah. So we'll see how this goes. Yeah. Apparently, uh, or apparently, um, the uh, Ray is supposed to fix Luke's lightsaber. Yeah. Damn it! No, thing. no! That just sticks to the thing that the she that no one in this in this trio in this trilogy can be their own character. They all need to have a connection to one of the original characters yeah. to be a good character. That's not the case. Let Ray be her own person. Make it like Kylo Ren, where she makes her own lightsaber, and it's a pretty shittily made lightsaber because she doesn't know how to make lightsabers, and it's got that epic sound to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm increasingly worried about this movie. Yep. Because. Force Awakens was a good way to ease us back into Star Wars mindset and be like, wait, Star Wars is good again. But taken on its own, it's a little unsatisfying because it's so much of the old and familiar stuff. Mm-hmm. And so Last Jedi, I think, satisfyingly extended the the narrative threads that were originated in Force Awakens uh, and put them in new and interesting places mm-hmm. to bring together for the conclusion. But... If we're going back to the familiar stuff, it feels like all that ground is lost and we're just getting another another retread of the same old boring themes and mm-hmm. same ideas and same yeah. lightsabers even. So. Yep. All right. Uh, well, that's the end of news. Uh, this week in DC movies that are never actually getting made, Plastic Man. Wait, what? Yep. God damn it. <laughs> it's been announced. <laughs> Was, how was it announced? Was it uh, they said, it's in talks or it's in production? Uh, I didn't see the actual. I just saw a headline that said DC is making a Plastic Man movie. Uh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Oh, no. All right. Try to think of when Plastic Man would work well. Would it be an end? Would it be like a kind of a Captain Marvel situation where they need to wait to the end? I think that one's that's one that you got to do early on. Okay. Because it's so goofy. Mm-hmm. Like Plastic Man does. Oh no, Plastic Man. Plastic Man is not a solo character. Okay. Plastic Man is something that you put in because he does a re- he has a really good dynamic with characters. Okay. So like, he would be. He's an interesting character to put with other characters because just the way that anyone would react with him would be different. Mm-hmm. So you put him with Batman, and it's entire movie of just exasperated size. Mm-hmm. You put him with. Uh, with Shazam and it's going to be so much fun because someone like Plastic Man would absolutely click with a 10 year old mm-hmm. you got a 10 year old who's in an adult super magical body mm-hmm. and a guy who's like Plastic Man and you have one of the funniest fucking movies ever <laughs> uh, you put him with Superman and he's constantly like second guessing himself because he's with the god of superman who's mm-hmm. also trying to kind of be nice and like encouraging to him yeah put him with wonder woman and wonder woman is just like dude just let me do this yeah <laughs> it's it's he is he's a side character no i i, I he, he is not a side character he is a he's a duo character okay he works well in pairs mm-hmm. uh just the way that he is he doesn't have enough tragedy or like interesting storytelling to do on his own mm-hmm. um but just the way that his character would riff off of any other character would make him a good co-star mm-hmm. so just like plastic in real life it's very bland but pair it with a nice wine and all of a sudden it's delicious wait what wait what <laughs> <laughs> oh my god 
Uh, that was really good. Uh, I thought of that like halfway through you talking about this, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop this on. It was delivered really well. Yep. <laughs> All right. Okay. In the news. And the news. All right, we're at 44 minutes. Okay, that's good because this is my notes again. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, is there something? There's... there's a little blue dot on it. Uh, uh, yeah, I probably spilled some water, and that's like ink or something. That what? There was no ink where that could. I like... don't know. <laughs> You spilled From you spill a, your Kool-Aid and you're just ashamed to say Kool-Aid. That's, that's probably it. <laughs> All right, so today's episode is Matt's, yep. and it is probably one of the most struggle-induced struggle, struggle induced episodes that you probably could have gotten, because it's about, it's about the Marvel animated universe, Yep. which is skim to none. <laughs> <laughs> there's, well, not, not there's, the a lot, there's a lot out there. Yeah, but none of it's quality. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have a confession to make. Uh-oh. I didn't actually watch any. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For one thing, there's almost nothing on any of the streaming yeah. services. Like It's really hard to get them. At, at one point, the Spider-Man show was on Amazon, but that was like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I scoured everything I had access to, and there was basically like two movies on Netflix. Oh, good Lord. And I looked them up, and it's like, these don't look good. Yeah. I am not that interested in watching them. And so I, I'm more interested, I guess, in like, macro level questions so yeah absolutely i I pulled up a a list it's a subjective list but of the 25 best animated superhero movies um there's big hero 6 two incredibles movies four marvel movies and 18 dc movies (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing so Let's set aside Incredibles, because that's kind of its own thing. Set aside Big Hero 6, because that is technically Marvel, but it's also not, like, Marvel superhero. Yeah. It's it's more of its just own own little one-off thing. So that's an 18 to 4 ratio of good. And, like, if you look at the IMDb rankings of the top animated superhero movies, mm-hmm. there might be a couple of Marvel in the top yeah. 20. Maybe. Yep. Uh, the Doctor Strange movie is supposed to be really good. Mm-hmm. That one came out, I think, just last year um, off the back of the actual live-action one because there was more interest in the character. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of famous comic book storylines that have pretty faithful adaptations, from what I understand, that are mm-hmm. good. Planet Hulk. Yeah, I remember hearing about that one. Um, which I, I imagine is toned down. There was a few brutal. pretty decent like X-Men animated shows. Yeah, the original on. X-Men animated show has a really good reputation. Yeah. Uh, um, Spectacular Spider-Man was one that I watched a few episodes of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daredevil, or uh, Deadpool even makes a, uh appearance in oh. it. It's actually really funny if you look at, I th- or I think that was a Spectacular Spider-Man. Uh, he talks about... Uh, like he's like, oh yeah, I can't say kill because it's a kids show, so I'm going to undead them, <laughs> and it, like it's, it's a really good creation of Deadpool in an animated kids show. Okay, um, which like it's a good introduction to him into his, his style of humor and what he's like mm-hmm. to kids, so mm-hmm. that when they get older, they can go and actually be familiar with what he's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that. Okay, so I guess my big question that I've been wrestling with when I haven't been wrestling with trying to get myself to just watch something. <laughs> I opened up Netflix like three or four times this week and I was like, I've got a bunch of time to kill. I could just put it on and do something else in the background and I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Yeah. Can't subject yourself to that. So why is that? Why is it that DC has it all figured out and so I think Marvel doesn't? My answer 
lies in the growth or like the development of the animated universe mm-hmm. based on knowledge of the character. So the and by what by that I mean I think that DC has had an unfair advantage with this. This is true. Starting with Super Friends way back when. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that developed into Batman, the animated series, mm-hmm. Batman. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows Batman. Yeah. So you've got Batman, the animated series, Batman, the brave and the bold, mm-hmm. and you've got then the justice league shows, mm-hmm. which are just highly praised. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's seen them knows that they're great shows. You got the justice league, two seasons and justice league unlimited two seasons. Um, and those were early two thousands. Mm-hmm. So those were, so you've so in 2000 mm-hmm. you have already created the fact that you can make animated stuff mm-hmm. and people know DC animated things like animated shows mm-hmm. and now you have the Justice League shows that are happening at the same time that the X-Men movies are coming out and the Spider-Man movies are coming out mm-hmm. so now superhero movies and things are happening mm-hmm. live actions in Marvel Mm-hmm. And now Dis- or DC has animated stuff. Okay. So comic book stuff is just co- – superhero media is becoming more popular. Mm-hmm. DC happens to have a strong foothold in the animated universe based on just the fact that they use the wide knowledge of Batman to make a Batman show. Okay. So that was that was more of just like people like Batman. Here's a Batman thing. Mm-hmm. And now it's like – there are superhero things. Hey, remember when we made a Batman animated show? Now we're making more stuff. Okay. And then that develops into just them making more stuff. Right. Um, and I think it also, like, early to 2000 to 2000, 2008, I don't think we had any DC movies. Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Catwoman. 2008. Dark Knight. Oh, shit. Yeah. Batman Begins is 2005. Catwoman's 2004. Oh, fuck Catwoman. Uh, Superman Returns is 2006. Oh my god, you're right. All right. So, Bat- Batman Begins disregarded. Yeah. We have some shit DC movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, like, okay, so that, that even kind of solidifies my point, is that they make... Uh, Superman Returns and Catwoman, and you're just like, mm, I'm gonna go to those animated movies. I want, uh, you know, you have, do you have the list and then the years when these movies came out? Um, let me see. If my phone will. Because I have done no research on this because we were planning on doing an animated Marvel movie episode and then an animated DC episode later. Mm-hmm. So I have no like actual research on this. I will do research for that episode so yep. that I can give you like dates and when things yeah. and how the popularity works. Let's see. I'm gonna do some data analytics. Oh, look, look at you. Yeah, using my uh, potential. Oh, I didn't tell you. I might be going to uh, grad school. Oh. <laughs> Doing uh, the, the, the big data masters? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, because it uh, it's a brand new. This is, comp- mm-hmm. this is just me talking to Matt. This yep. isn't even on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, there's a, there's a master's program. It's like a 14-month program for yeah. data, anal- data science and analytics. And I I'm like, that's that. literally what I want to do. I came very close to doing that, actually. Oh, shit. Yeah. You would have had two of my favorite professors. <laughs> Oh, well. Charles Nicholson and Cash Barker are my favorite professors of all time. Okay, now they're on here. Uh, let's see. Let me scroll down to near the bottom, or like the top of the list. It's from top to bottom. Okay. Uh, yeah, top ten. Okay, Planet Hulk, 
but no one's playing Hulk. That's 2010. Uh, Batman Year One, 2011. Uh, Justice hmm. League Doom, 2012. Big Hero 6, 2014. Incredibles, 2004. Um, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, 2000. Okay, yeah. Uh, Mas- oh, and Batman Beyond. I forgot about Batman Beyond. Yeah. Mask of the Phantasm, 1993. Yes. Um, Flashpoint Paradox, 2013. Yep. Uh, Dark Knight Returns, 2012, 2013, because that was two parts, and Under the Red Hood, 2010. So, okay. That's just a that's just an arbitrary list. Yeah. All right. So, with you had Batman animated series, mm-hmm. and then you had Batman Mask of the Phantasm around the same time, mm-hmm. and then you started getting Batman Beyond, which is a little bit like I think maybe that's their risk of like, okay, this isn't Bruce Wayne. Let's see how people like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that develops into the other stuff. I think right now, starting in 2013, with the fact that the new 52 started, mm-hmm. which was like a huge boost in the popularity of DC, mm-hmm. that was the Flashpoint Paradox was essentially the movie going the mo- the animated movies going new 52, mm-hmm. where they were like, all right, here's a starting point. Mm-hmm. Here's Justice League War, which is like the introduction of the characters when they meet. Mm-hmm. Here's Justice League. Here's Teen Titans versus Justice League, which is like a good Teen Titans show. Here's just, uh, Teen Titans uh, Judas Contract, which is which is great, except for the weird pedophilia thing that happened. Um, okay. What but, is with the Titans and pedophilia? Okay, two examples. Fuck off. <laughs> also, uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, the 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 killing joke did something weird. Oh, I do know that. about that. Yeah. yeah. But no, to answer your question, I think it's just the way that it developed. Okay. That Marvel never really dedicated time to it. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't try to go into video media very heavily mm-hmm. until like X Men, and then right. that did well, and then they just went full like balls deep into live action yeah and dc had started already making a name for themselves in anime right anime animated <laughs> um so yeah. i think it was really just like a where they put their priorities and where they already had audience uh, okay. trust yeah and i mean dc had prior to x-men already been much more successful in putting superheroes on the big screen yes um at least two good superhero superman movies and two yeah bad ones and Several uh, good one, Superman or Batman one, movies. One good Batman movie, one okay Batman movie, two bad Batman movies. Yeah, but but they, Batman movies. Yeah, that's that's eight superhero movies on the screen, so they've already got a presence. And I think part of it is also kind of a self fulfilling prophecy of Superman and Batman have always kind of been the two iconic superheroes. Yeah, um, Spider Man's also up there. Yeah, but Superman and Batman are names that they carry just cultural weight on their own. Um, actually a really good example of this is from Venom, they were able to reference Kryptonite. Yeah. Because it's, it's Superman, ingrained in the culture. Superman and Superman mythology is such a part of our culture now, it's just part of our idioms. Yeah. Which I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um But you yeah, can chose the right one. <laughs> <laughs> you chose wisely. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> what, you don't like my Indiana Jones reference? Oh, that is Indiana Jones. Yeah, he chose the really shitty one. Yeah, exactly. It happened to be the right one. So I think that's a very poor analogy. <laughs> he chose the true Holy Grail. Are you saying DC is not the true Holy Grail? I'm saying it doesn't look shitty. Well, let's move on. Did we watch the same Justice let's League movie? Let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, no, but so those characters, the Batman and Superman especially, those can easily be 
parlayed into fame and popularity. And then once they have a foothold, as you said, mm -hmm. it's so much easier to just dominate that market. Yeah. And then there's also the problem that all the behind the scenes stuff at Marvel was a total mess for years. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I haven't been caught. I, I haven't had like a cold all year and I haven't been coughing today. And as soon as I start recording, I'm coughing. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, no, but so yeah, Marvel was like, they're selling off all their properties in the eighties and the nineties, which is why X-Men and Spider-Man and fantastic four all ended up in different places. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, presumably that was just like, they didn't really know what they were doing. Cause an animated show I imagine is lower cost, a lot lower cost and a lot yeah. less labor intensive. Mm -hmm. the, I mean, it's, it's different labor intensive, yeah. but I imagine that the overall, amount of time and effort you need to expend to actually make one of those shows is not the same as making say a 150 million dollar spider-man movie yeah and so i think that they just weren't on top of their game in general mm -hmm. and so they didn't put anything out and then they're trying to compete with a dc that's already saturating the market with super high quality content because mm -hmm. they have the name recognition and because they are holding their characters tight-fisted and treating them with respect yeah read the batman animated series mm-hmm um as to why marvel has even still struggled with animated stuff into more recent years i mean uh, the the marvel examples that were on that list the doctor strange the planet hulk those are all recent so i'm i'm sure they're getting better yeah but i don't know it kind of seems like dc still has that ad advantage even after the the rise of the mcu because of just the iconicness of their characters yeah um because it you can you can play a lot with with that and they've got more interesting rogue galleries i think one of the things that may and this actually this actually can very well be more than just beyond why marvel isn't doing well in animated mm -hmm. whenever i see a clip of a Marvel animated movie that has Iron Man mm -hmm. and Iron Man or Captain America talk, mm -hmm. it's weird and I don't like it. Okay. Because they have come into our culture via Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., mm -hmm. Hawkeye is, uh, ah, ah, holy shit. No, I almost said Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Jeremy Renner. There we go. Yes. Uh, they've come we these faces and these voices are these characters that's true so when you watch an animated show or animated movie of these characters and captain america is much like this and it's like that that no that's not how it is that's like that's not my hunky chris evans that i know and love exactly and then like and on the flip side of that you have your disney or your dc shows and you've got your batman that's your uh, that's your kevin conway yeah and like your superman is much like this and then you go to the movies like justice league and batman or superman and they're so drastically different mm -hmm. there's just the inherent like i don't like the way you two are doing it because mm -hmm. you're not doing it the way that i've known it for the past 25 years yeah so there's a there's a there's an aspect of what we know the characters as mm -hmm. And then translating that. So when you're reading a comic and then you immediately go animated, you already have the benefit of the animated show looks exactly like the characters you know. Right. But now you get a voice mm -hmm. and, to it. And mannerisms. And, and mannerisms, yeah. exactly. And you get your common voices. Like the same guy played Superman for like 20 years. Yeah. 
Kevin Conroy is still playing Batman. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Do not die, Kevin Conroy. Do not die, Mark Hamill. Except Mark Hamill's done being Joker, in air quotes. Yeah. He's, he's been done playing Jokers twice and still come back to play Joker. Yeah. Um, But you have that benefit of that it looks identical because you're not subject to making practical-looking outfits. Yeah. Um, And I think Marvel has been kind of like, look, our comics look kind of ridiculous, but not enough of the world knows what they should look like. Mm-hmm. We'll do something that makes a little more sense, albeit pretty accurate with Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the world came to know Iron Man to look like that. And then you look at like the animated show where it's just like clean, straight metal where it's mm-hmm. just like, that looks weird, mm-hmm. and his voice sounds weird, and he mm-hmm. does not work like Robert Downey Jr. does. Mm-hmm. So the whole world just kind of goes, eh, I'm going to go watch the MCU. Yeah. And same thing with Disney, where they look at, like, Batman vs. Superman, like, eh, I'm going to go Justice. I'm going to go watch Justice League from 2003. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I I actually really, I, I really, really like that point about the entry point into the culture, because Superman and Batman are very absorbed. Iron Man and Captain America, we have one entry point. No mm-hmm. one knew who they were before these movies. Yeah. Not so much. But... Well, Captain America was pretty big back in wartime. Yeah, but, like, you ask a rando on the street in 2002 if he's heard of Captain America. Yeah. No one's heard of him. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that actually... You look at the Marvel stuff that has been successful. It's um, the Spider-Man shows, uh-huh. uh, the X-Men show, stuff like that. Well, the X-Men's kind of a rotating cast, so you're not like you're not stuck on particular characters or particular yeah. aspects of characters. You have a lot of room to play. Spider-Man is more entrenched in the culture than most mm-hmm. Marvel characters and more and properties. And so uh, I suppose that gives them more to work with, more flexibility, more ability to just be like, here's a Spider-Man thing. And it's not it's not a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man thing, but it's just a Spider-Man thing and you'll enjoy it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's why. That's that's why. <clears throat> Probably. Yeah. Who knows? I'm gonna do a little bit more research for my show so I can actually like like learn the history of all these animated stuff. And then I'm also gonna watch it. See I have that benefit. Right. I can watch all the animated stuff. Yeah. And also uh, probably to to the detriment find things that are incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Which I already have. I watched Justice League through and I was like some of those are wrong. Yeah. But I mean well. there's there's a point. To where you can you can't stick to what's accurate at the time well yeah but yeah no i i think this has become less like marvel animated stuff and more like kind of animated stuff part one mm-hmm. marvel mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like loosely revolved around marvel animated but. stuff part one why we couldn't actually do an episode about marvel <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh yeah so apparently planet hulk is looked at pretty well yeah i might give that one a shot yeah. that one um the doctor strange one Oh yeah. Uh I think Spectacular Spider-Man was a pretty good show. Yeah. I watched I, a few episodes of that. that and that's yeah. where that's my first introduction to Iron Fist where I was like, "Oh, he's a pacifist." And that was like 2 months before Iron Fist season 1 came out, huh. which was the fucking worst. And I was immediately <laughs> like, "Oh, this character that I kind of like die now hate." Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Iron Fist. Fucking the worst. Anyway, shall anyway, we? we shall. Right. Uh, thanks everyone for listening to me. Just kind of refuse to prepare for this and just <laughs> ramble for half an hour. <laughs> uh, I'd apologize, but I don't really care that much. 
Uh, next week we're talking about Aquaman, right? Oh shit, are we? I don't know, cause that's coming out. Oh, I think we are. But yeah. Like, I gotta do some research. Cause we're watching that in a week. Cause oh, we got the, the like the advance tickets. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So next week we're talking about Aquaman. If you've got thoughts about the the man who talks to fish, then you should tell us them on Facebook or Twitter at Justice Losers Pod or Instagram also at Justice Losers Pod. Kind of hard to tell us thoughts about Aquaman on Instagram. Maybe I'm not sure how the whole thing works. Take a picture of you being Aquaman in the water and be like, "Yo, this is what he does" or something. I don't know. Do that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, you can also hit us up on Gmail if you have sort of long form thoughts. I guess that's probably the place for it. That's justicelosers.pod at gmail.com. Uh, you can find this podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes and Podbean and anywhere else yet. No, nah. no, okay. Uh, yeah, that's all the places you can find this podcast. Um, so don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend so that we can build our audience base and then maybe actually be motivated to do research even for the ones that we don't care about yeah if you guys start paying us for this then we'll give you better content (laughs) interesting how that works (laughs) incentives matter people incentives matter thanks for listening bye buy a thing by the way come on matt Bicycle.